0: Good day and welcome to you. Here at this podcast, we discuss death, cemeteries, and everything in between. I share my experiences working in a cemetery for over 10 years, as well as my love for cemeteries and headstones. We also sprinkle in topics in pop culture related to movies, Freemasonry, the Illuminati, video games, spirits, and news. Get fitted, lay back, and enjoy your coffin. Welcome to Cemetery Tales Podcast. Welcome to the Cemetery Tales Podcast. First off, I want to say I appreciate you for taking me out today. As you listened to the last episode, I felt like it was a fantastic show. Um, we did talk about the series that we created. Um, we talked a little bit about TikTok. I say the series that we created is Where They Buried series. We talked about a TikTok page where we are currently doing the phobia series. As of right now on Cemetery Tales on TikTok, we just did a a Fear of Needles and that's making a nice amount of traction right now, which is pretty good on the episode before. I'm sorry, the TikTok before that was the one about heights. Um, I didn't make two or three like i mentioned before i had made one and i like the direction of it i'm gonna come back to it. i just really want to do the fear of needles so in this episode we're gonna continue on from what we talked about before we're gonna talk about the where are they buried series and this is gonna be the first um episode that's gonna be on the youtube channel for cemetery tales podcast youtube channel on this episode, also we're gonna talk about my Candyman review, which is uh, very necessary to have, especially with the movie just releasing in the last couple of days. Um, along with the Where They Along with the Where They Berry series, we're going to talk about what is a mausoleum and different type of mausoleums. And another cemetery item feature we're going to talk about is the draped urn. So sit back, get fitted. And we're going to have a phenomenal show. So, let's get right into it. So, let's talk about the Where They Buried series. So, I'll just go ahead and start it off. Is On this episode here, we're going to talk about five particular celebrities and where they buried. Uh, Michael Jackson, Marilyn Monroe, Jenny Rivera, Jim Morrison, and late great amy J. winehouse you know amy was fantastic man i mean mike everybody you know um i was a big fan of uh amy winehouse you know these five celebrities they left legacies and are near and dear to a lot of people a lot dear, dear to their heart so we start off this episode talking about the king of pop michael jackson so michael jackson was born august 29th 1958 and died at the age of 50 on june 25th 2009 i actually watched this funeral service i was in florida on vacation out there in orlando and i watched it on television and it was a interesting thing you know you look back i think i watched the whitney houston service a couple other celebrities in the process but i remember watching mike's very great will he is buried at forest Lawn memorial park in glendale los angeles county california u.s a is buried inside of a mausoleum. Again, we we'll talk about what the mausoleum is as we continue on. Um, the late great Norma Jean Mortison, also known as Marilyn Monroe, she was born June 1st, 1926. She was an actress, a model, and a singer. You know, Happy birthday, Mr. President. Hey, that was wild, right? So I mean, just think about it. JFK was was wild, wild back in the day. Messing with Marilyn like that with everything that was going on with Jackie, yay, but besides all that, she died August 4th, 1962 in Los Angeles, that is in California, US of A. For those who are listening, that's not from the United States. She is buried at the Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery. This cemetery is again in Los Angeles. Um, It makes you wonder which cemetery has the most celebrities think we'll answer that one on the next next episode. Um, Dolores Janie Rivera Salvetra also known as Jenny Rivera, was a singer. She was an actress, a songwriter, and a television producer amongst other things. She was born July 2nd, 1969. She passed away at the age of 43, December of 2012, on the ninth day of that month. He is buried at All Souls Cemetery, and that cemetery is located in Long Beach, California, United States of America. Let's move forward and talk about uh, James Douglas Morrison. He was born December 8th, 1943. If you didn't know, his stage name, of course, is Jim Morrison. He was an American singer, songwriter, musician, and he was a poet was the lead singer of the rock band The Doors, if you didn't know. He passed away at the age of 27 in 1971. He is buried at the Paris-Lachise Cemetery in Paris, France. And then last on this segment of Where They bury series, this is part one, is the incredible singer Amy Winehouse. Amy J. Winehouse was born September 14th, 1983. I really like her middle name, Amy J. Come on, man. Her name is fantastic. Um, in London, England, she passed away at the age of 27 on July 23rd, 2011. She's currently buried at Edgeworth Berry Cemetery in London, England. And that concludes the segment there when we talk about Where They bury series. Um, when we do the part two, and we're going to talk more about this and include everything on the YouTube channel as well. We're going to talk about Al Capone and Kobe Bryant. Um, we're going to talk about Selena. You know, fantastic singer. Killer Kwa. Some of y'all know exactly who that is. And Al Jolson. Um, will be on the next episode um, when we talk about it again. The first part one will be on the YouTube channel within the next week. Um, part two will be following up right after that. Um, the following week. And we just continue to move forward. So, uh, appreciate you for listening to this segment. Again, follow us on Facebook. Instagram. TikTok um youtube channel like we we doing great things and you can listen to us on many different platforms i'm not sure exactly we listen to this right now but we are on itunes we're on spotify we're on podcasts we allow a lot of different platforms to listen to your podcast um so yeah just uh, you know i appreciate you thank you and we continue on to the next segment i think we'll take a little break real quick or should we go to the next segment mm, yeah let's go to the next segment All right. So, So we're going to talk about, before I get to the Candyman review, let's talk about this mausoleum. So, I had some people ask me, so what is a mausoleum, right? So let's talk about it. What is a mausoleum? A mausoleum is a building that holds the remains of one or more deceased people It's above ground. Some mausoleums are built for just one or two bodies, while others are large structures that house several house many. After the funeral service, the body is placed in a small room within the mausoleum, just large enough for the casket. Now, we had um, a mausoleum that we used back in our cemetery, and if you didn't know, that room is called a crypt. Now, in the process of placing the casket in the crypt, now this is called an entombment. If you didn't know, I'm giving you good information right here. Some crypts are designed to just hold one casket, some can hold several. Uh, Like a double, let's say if it's a husband wife or wife wife, husband husband, or other relatives to be in tune together. Some mausoleums include an indoor room for visitors, and some have chairs and benches already uh, pre -pre built into these mausoleums. Some even climate control, which is the best because sometimes the mausoleum air can be super stagnant, has a very interesting smell. But you know, you know, other mausoleums don't have this option and visitors can only access on the outside of the structure. It's a tough thing, but you know, they really only meant for, you know, really the casket in particular or two. Um mausoleums have been used for thousands of years. You may be familiar with like the pyramids of Egypt or the Taj Mahal or even Grant's tomb. So you know, a couple different types of mausoleums. now this is probably where we we'll take a break before we get into the types of mausoleums. so let's do that let's take a quick little break um uh, you know grab some water anything it won't be long maybe i don't know 20 seconds at a max but uh, quick break We're we'll right back to it appreciate you so much for podcast After that quick little break. So we're going to talk about different types of mausoleums. So first, we're going to talk about the chapel type of mausoleums, indoor mausoleums. They typically have a room or a series of rooms, and in the center of that, the mausoleum is surrounded by crypts where bodies are stored. In the chapel mausoleum, this room will be set up to accommodate funeral services as well as private moments of reflection. But not, but not all indoor mausoleums are religiously focused and some the indoor room simply includes chairs or benches where visitors can sit a garden type of mausoleum doesn't have an indoor room for visitors this structure is solely made up of crypts. when you want to visit you do so outdoors like you would when visiting a typical grave site that's in the ground a public mausoleum as a, as, a, as a public mausoleum is open to anyone who chooses to purchase a space there, many families will have their loved ones' remains in those public mausoleums. These can be very large structures, sometimes housing thousands of bodies, but not all are so large. They may have a smaller number, a smaller room, depending on the cemetery and the style. Family mausoleum. It is uh, a private mausoleum. It's not always open to the public. Instead, it's owned by a single family, and it's where they entomb their loved ones. Sometimes you can see those with like name plates on the side to where they put them into the walls. If you didn't, if you've ever seen them before, uh, maybe we'll throw, throw some of those on the uh, YouTube pages so you can get more visual, or maybe Instagram or Facebook. These are often smaller than public mausoleums. However, there's no limit to the size a family can choose for their mausoleum money is not an issue, a private mausoleum can be a very expensive structure to build. Um, if you didn't know, Michael Jackson is buried into a mausoleum. I'm not saying that this whole family is over here um, where he's buried, but it is a pretty huge mausoleum it is. So moving forward, let's talk about a single crypt. So within the mausoleum, you may find single crypts or companion crypts, and those are designed to hold just one person's casket only. In those situations. A companion, of course, always two. It may be side by side or one on top of the other. And this is an option that's often chose by couples. If you didn't know. A long crib, is an underground mausoleum. It's typically used for two people, such as a couple, although some long cribs are just for one. A long crib offers some of the benefits of both underground burial and mausoleum entombments. This is how my um my grandparents um, are set up right now. You know, my grandfather's in the ground currently, and my grandma is a fantastic 97 years old. She's doing her thing. I'm happy for her. She's amazing. Um, it's space saving as two people can be buried one on top of the other, and it's an option that remains drier than typical underground burials. A sarcophagus is often used for just one or two people, though it's above ground in contrast to the underground lawn crypts. It's essentially a small version of a garden mausoleum. So, <clears throat> let's talk about the pros. So when you look at it, pros of a mausoleum, privacy and protection from the weather, very important. You know, if a mausoleum includes an indoor visiting area, which a lot of them do, you could spend time with a deceased loved one, even on a day where you may not want to sit outside. Uh, you also have more privacy from others who may be at the cemetery when you visit. You know, another pro is elevation from areas prone to flooding especially like out here in in Houston area or definitely for sure out in New Orleans. Um, when the water table was high a mausoleum is a popular solution to frequent cemetery flooding. Now the remains of loved ones are high and dry in the mausoleum even when the ground is wet. This had made mausoleums a common choice in cities again like New Orleans where underground burials comes with too many flooding hazards. That's why everybody is buried above ground or if you ever been out there they have um, necropopolis uh, populace, or, as some people say, like, uh, city of the dead. Fishing use of space, of course, is another pro. So Some mausoleums hold dozens or even hundreds of caskets in multi-story structures. Now, using the cemetery's vertical space means that many bodies can rest in a fairly small area versus ground burials where only the horizontal space is used. Makes sense, right? And then you also have year-round accessibility as another pro where the ground freezes solid in the wintertime like it was back in Ohio with us, it may be impossible to have a ground burial, even though we we did it. You know, a lot of times we use jackhammers and um, we actually had the jackhammer at least 30 inches into the ground to get past that frost line. It was not easy. It's um, times where we had worked several hours into the nighttime just to get that the ground burial because at the time we didn't have a mausoleum to store Bodies, as we received them, so we just had to get it done. As long as we had plenty of time, and sometimes we had to hold off. Um, but a lot of times we got it done within that day. It just took into the nighttime um, very, and There's nothing scary about being in the cemetery at dark um, when it's nighttime at all. Like not like you think. You will see people doing different things. I've seen people doing seance and all kind of other things, but it's not like what you think. For the amusement, it's not. Now like you may see some orbs. Um, floating around and you know we can talk about it in another episode but it's not it's not bad like you probably think it could be you know so anyway burials are often delayed upon spring in the normal in northern climates as bodies wait in cemetery vaults some find some families find it upsetting to have to go through the funeral ritual all over again when gravesite services might take place weeks or months after the funeral service this isn't an issue if a mausoleum is chosen until it can take place anytime even when the earth is frozen good for people who feel uncomfortable with ground burials for some reason the idea of being buried in the ground is a deal breaker it is something that gives you anxiety or discomfort you can opt for a mausoleum i know some people um don't care about that but a lot of people do so here goes some cons if you didn't know they potentially could be more expensive than other options In some cases, choosing a mausoleum means you pay more, sometimes a lot more, than you would if you chose a burial or cremation. Cremations are relatively cheap. Mausoleums designed for just one or two bodies can be extremely expensive and often are best suited for people whom price is not an option. Entombment in a public mausoleum can be more reasonable, though purchasing space in a mausoleum might still be more expensive than buying an actual burial plot. There are some situations where the cost of entombment in a mausoleum is comparable to the cost of a burial, though so it is still be more than cremation, than what they typically cost for those. Um, odor, and this is a good thing. This is this is real. In a mausoleum, the de- decomposition process is occurring above ground, and as unpleasant as to think about it, decomposition involves bad odors and leaking fluids. Now, we can talk about, like what started really going first, usually it's your brain and the fluids there. Um, That that really hits hard and it's a very interesting smell, the best way to say it if you've ever smelled death before. When the body is buried, the odors of decomposition are hidden away where they generally can't be smelled, but this is not necessarily the case when you use a mausoleum. A well-maintained mausoleum would be properly constructed and ventilated so that visitors won't smell much, if anything at all. But if a mausoleum is not constructed as well or poorly maintained, you may notice that it smells unpleasant or has uh, lots of air fresheners are competing with its odor. In some cases, fluids from decomposition can leak out of the crypt and can be seen from the outside. And that's a real thing. If you're considering a public mausoleum, it's a good idea to visit it first so you can assess whether it'd be a pleasant place for loved ones to visit. And if it's a private mausoleum you have in mind, you may want to make plans for it to be well maintained. That's important that's where i had a business come in we had uh, two different ones uh masterstone headstone cleaning and restoration as well as genesis and uh that's one thing you would be surprised at how many graves get left unkept and people just think that the cemetery maintains the graves now the cemetery maintains the grounds but not the actual individual headstones or monuments um or slant stones or you know Uh, what you have, because there's a lot of different options that you can use when it comes to um, headstones or gravestones or tombs. So, Um, but yeah, you'd be surprised that the number of people get upset that it's not maintained around a particular stone. It's like, the cemetery's job is only to maintain the grounds and not opposed to each individual headstone. So exploding caskets, yes, I said it. Exploding caskets is the truth. Decomposition is that a body produces gas as it decays. Sealed in an airtight casket, sometimes the gases can build up to the point that the casket will blow up. To be honest with us, they can be dislodging and even knock the marble fresh off the crypt. You know, I actually seen it one happen one time, and it wasn't like I actively watched it, but we had cameras, man, because some mausoleums you just have to have uh, security and, and surveillance set up just because of the people that's buried there. This leads to a, a, a conundrum. And you will maintain a mausoleum if you seal a casket too tightly which is the standard it is the standard for many the orders of decomposition are less likely to make it to the noises of the visitors i'm sorry to the noses of the visitors but the casket is more likely to explode it's, it's, again it's a real thing but casking the crypt is propped open a bit it won't explode and the decomposition process will happen faster through the air being allowed to speed the process of the body being decomposed but a propped open casket may release odors that a lot of people just can't handle again it's a particular smell so there's a happy medium available um burping caskets that's a real term it's a real thing they let some gas escape to prevent explosion now this doesn't prevent smells from escaping the crypto um but it definitely stops from the explosion of caskets and this is again it's a real thing right i didn't know that um, again, not all, another con is not all cemeteries have them. That makes sense, right? Because how uh, they set up and the costs involved. So if you want to be in a mausoleum, you may be disappointed if that cemetery doesn't have one. Um, and then if you can afford, again, a higher cost for private mausoleum though, you can generally find a space, even if a cemetery doesn't have a public one. So those are the pros and cons. Um, typically, uh, I'll say this real quick. It, there are costs, again, to be in tune in a single crypt, for example, you pay at least $2,000 to dollars Some cities, you can get up there in price like really high, up to $30,000 to just be buried into a mausoleum. So it, it just depends. You know, you can get a small private one. It can be struck. Can, now, you can build a whole mausoleum for like 25000 It's private. You can do that, but sometimes those prices can just jump super high to where you're paying hundred thousand up to a million dollars to be entombed inside one of these mausoleums so um, it definitely can get like super pricey like really fast you know now there are rules and regulations with all you know things in the cemetery everybody's different with flowers that's real or flowers that's faking the time frames between winter months and spring months summer months when you can have different things so always make sure you contact or um cemetery that that your loved one is buried in or a mausoleum where they're buried in just so you know understand the rules because sometimes you go out and i just put these fresh flowers why did they cut them or why did they pull my my reef or you know any any other grave blankets or grave pillows and it's like well i mean you gotta make sure you just stay in contact with the people that work in the cemetery um or the cemetery office to get their rules and regulations. Just so you know, but that concludes everything about the mausoleum. We're we'll gonna take another break and get ready to talk about the draped urn. Again, we're going through our cemetery um, item, you know, feature. So this is our next one on the list, and we're gonna talk about the draped urn. So let's take a quick break. Again, this is fast, three seconds, and then we get right back to it. Cemetery Sales Podcast. Right now, on to our last segment of this episode. I appreciate you for staying with me so long as you have. This is uh, close to another 30 minute episode. I like these, this is really nice. This is really nice. I like it. So, let's go into the review of the Candyman sequel Candyman, the new movie that came out um, a couple, no, I say a week. I can't say a couple. Couple days, but the release here uh, August 27th was the release here in the United States Um, Today is the the September 3rd and we could do this review now first. I want to say If you haven't seen the very first Candyman, I encourage you to watch it Um, Before you watch this one you don't necessarily have to but it gives you a nice um, perspective for example the um, main character, his name in the movie is Anthony McCoy. Now, he is a daughter in this movie, and in the first movie, he was a baby. Now, I don't want to give away too much because they actually tell you the story in the new movie. They give you idea of um, the different versions of Candyman, the different um, descendants, and everything of Candyman. And essentially, Anthony goes through the same thing that Helen, from the first movie, um, went through when she investigating this urban legend that was in the uh, Cabrini-Greens, which is the same Cabrini-Greens um, in Chicago area from the first movie, right? So that's pretty cool, pretty cool. They mix in a little bit of the old school with today, the new school, right? So, I enjoyed the movie. It was some things uh, I I could be critical about. You know, um, some things that make you wonder a little bit. Just because, you know, social commentary is hard for a lot of people. And sometimes I feel like when you have those type of situations in these movies, you, you miss the material of the movie and you actually stick on was more today, when it, and some people don't like social commentary because you wanna, when you go to a movie, you wanna be free, right? You, you wanna watch a movie and not have to think about like the real world. But the thing is movies that show like what's going on today in the real world actually are pretty good movies, right? It's a different perspective. I mean, add a little bit. I feel like Candyman was, um, it was visually stunning. The angles, I like how they did different uh, views per se. with zooming in, zooming out, panorama view. I mean it's, it was fantastic with how they portrayed um, the again the views, the mirrors, the the soundtrack. I mean it was it was it was great. It had a little bit of dark humor in there a little misdirection in there you know it was they always had you wondering it was those things that i liked for example um anthony mccoy um his name in the movie you know yeah uh, all team he um he's in the movie and he's walking to see a critic film critic and one thing i like and it's just me being uh i guess a freemason but really looking at things i noticed that he was in the hallway it's a blue hallway there's three globe lights above him while he's in this hallway and he knocks on the door and i was like man this looks so familiar like i've seen this before i said like, okay I, I got you i got you um i don't know the different ways the different versions of the again the camera angles was phenomenal the visuals was phenomenal the acting all right so let's get into the acting so I feel like the acting was solid I don't feel like it was um like too much acting I don't feel like it was like not enough acting I feel like it was a great great balance um mixed in there you know so for it to be a a 90 minute 91 or so minute movie I feel like it was good um you know sometimes sometimes it's tough when you start looking at what we look at in the horror genre you know we want things to be gruesome you know I'm not saying we want um like gore like the gore factor of saw or like hostile you know those type of you know shot movies you know more along the i want to be frightened you know one thing i guess that made the first candy man so appealing is the fact that tony todd just comes across as just a chilling individual he come across as a guy that's like when you hear him talk like oh man his presence you know the he he stole like he was the man and when he talk and like the anticipation of i give you example in the first movie i can say this without this no spoiler and it's tough giving a criticism um or review without really saying like too much of the movie right but the first in the first movie he's walking and he's like helen you know the the whole thing and he's walking in the parking garage and you see him at a distance he's walking over you know walking over cut back to her and she like kind of like tripping a little bit you know but he's still walking to her cut back like those that's type of intensity like the build that's the suspense that's what i like to see in, in, in horror movies not saying the jump scares you know it's cool for some people i know a lot of people like those type of things and that's like real popular right now in a lot of the movies i mean they do it in conjuring or sinister and these other movies right now it's really hot i get it you know um uh real quick i want to say this real fast i'm gonna do a review on spiral i haven't watched it yet but i'm gonna watch that over the weekend and give a review on that as well as the conjuring three devil made me do it but that's later on but i figured i'll just throw that out there so you guys are aware but when i was watching it i'm like okay so let's cut to another scene from the first movie this is important so um Helen is sitting there talking to um, a guy and he don't even believe in no candy Man. He's like, whatever. So she look in the mirror, she said "Candy Man," you know, four times. Fifth time, it's quiet. He's like, ah, there's no candy man. And next thing you know, huh. And the thing about that make, this, this is my opinion, Tony Todd does such a phenomenal job with the grunting and the like, he really like, ugh, like he really trying to get at you. You know, now I didn't see too much of that in this movie. Uh, When it comes to that part, you know, um, you know, I feel like in comparison, the first movie was a little more uh, scarier to say. But I still think they did a good job. If I have to rate it, and I'm going to give my own rating here, out of uh, five, let's say five skulls, maybe we start doing something like that. Um, I won't say it's a perfect movie. It, it, It Damn sure wasn't a terrible movie. I'm gonna give it like a 3.5. Um, the acting was good. Um, some of the plot, it was a lot of plot holes, I'll be honest, um, mixed in there. And then they did one scene in particular where it was this weird how they showed like um, Anthony's um, Anthony's woman, uh, what's her name, Brianna? I think her name was Brianna in the movie, yeah. Um, where she had a flashback of some things that happened to her as a child and I don't know why they like tried to tie that part in there because it was kind of weird. So that's the only part like you know it's just like why did they even do this at all? But it was a couple different plot holes. I can't give it, I can't give it a four. I can't give it a five. But that three and a half, that sounds reasonable, man. So I'm gonna give it three and a half skulls based off my own rating system. Again, I break down the rating system as we keep doing. But that's my review of the Candyman movie. Like I said, and, um, it was very medium. On the scale of uh, 1 to 5, I'm going to give it right up just a tad over um, a, a average movie. You know, um, it was good to see some of the um, people back in the movie like uh, Vanessa Williams. You know, Vanessa E. Williams, as she was called back in the day um, when she was um, acting. this it was great to see her uh, in the movie. Uh, it's fantastic. I'll you know, get to throw back a little bit. So um, you guys let me know what you think. Like I said, follow me. We're gonna do more reviews. I'm actually gonna start doing these reviews exclusively on YouTube as I keep going. But this is my first one I include on the podcast and maybe I'll do one more on the podcast. Um, you know, you guys tell me if it's either spiral or if it's either conjuring the devil made me do it. It's one of the two. I'm gonna do one more and then everything is exclusively gonna be on YouTube when it comes to reviewing movies. So that concludes the last segment of this podcast talking about the movie review of Candyman 2021, the sequel. Does nobody say that enough? It is a sequel to that very first movie that came out. I think it was a 92. So I wanna say this concludes Cemetery Tales podcast today. Uh, We went through a lot today. We talked about a lot. We went through um, the mausoleum, pros and cons, pricing. We went through the urn, you know, what is the urn, the draped urn, what is that? You know, we looked at some other things. We talked about our death series, where are they buried coming up. Uh, We talked a little bit about our TikTok going through phobias and that's something that we just did the needle video and it's doing pretty well um the next one we're gonna do just a basic catacomb video before we go into another phobia um i'm leaning towards snakes but it just depends on what makes sense i usually just go by what i feel and we just go from there and if i'm feeling it i try to see if the people feeling it if y'all feeling it i put it out there because it's not about myself it's about you and I'm only giving you what you want. Um, on top of giving you information that's very necessary if you're interested in cemeteries, if you're interested in funeral homes or funeral services, or even pricing on how to get better casket prices, how to get better flower pricing. We talk about all those things. It's very necessary to to try to save costs and then look at different options. I mean, you can do green burials. We talked about that before. You can do, you know, of course, cremations. Um, but there's so many different options now chemical chemical funeral uh, burials and I mean, there's so many different options right now and uh, they continue to keep increasing you can be buried as a tree if you want to in a burial pot i mean again there's tons of options that they keep coming up with different ways on how they can um you know cremate you uh, or or celebrate you in any ways i mean there's a lot of different things they can do so uh, again appreciate you follow us on facebook on instagram youtube of course on your podcast your favorite podcast listening source it could be anything from spotify to itunes um we have a lot of different places podcast overcast we're in a lot of different places right now and hey i can only do this because of you only because of y'all so i appreciate you this is uh, another great episode in the books again this is season three episode two and we will come with the next episode next week friday so every friday you will have a new episode uh, stay tuned though when it comes to the TikTok, because we try to do TikTok tock like every day every other day youtube is fresh i only have one video up. i had my whole page and they just took i had like 15 videos all that stuff got deleted i guess they said that the type of videos and it's probably my fault i didn't take my watermark off my cemetery um TikTok, and so they probably thought i was like spam or stealing somebody else's content or something but it was my own content right but hey it's all good i know what to do moving forward and i'll make those adjustments and update the cemetery tales youtube page uh channel i'm sorry so thank you again and my name is gerard terrell if you didn't know said it before um you can follow me my personal page i don't post anything mm-hmm. about cemeteries on my personal page you know but you can always ask me any questions follow me you can go to my personal email gerard.terrell j-a-r-o-d period t-e-r-r-e-l-l at gmail.com or of course through the cemetery email cemetery tales podcast at gmail.com or you can message me anything i actually had um someone facetime me recently about a ghost situation out in florida and we walk them through some of the things they need to do no we do those do those things too we didn't talk about sage for no just absolutely no reason in the last episode you know we do and i even myself i talked about how to read evil spirits evil impurities out at home so we do those things too you know we talk about everything when it comes to cemeteries spirits you know freemason everything we talk about everything on this channel um but we always have to mention something and talk about cemeteries that's my background first. Before we get into the spiritual side, yes, I'm a Freemason. Yes, I'm a Reiki master. Yes, I understand energies and chakras um, and everything. Uh, see auras, we talk about that one day. We talk about crystals. I do have a crystal garden. Uh, so, there's a lot of things we can talk about in the process. But again, I appreciate you for following me, for following this podcast. It makes everything so much greater. So, have a great day. Catch you in the week next Friday. Peace.